Today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. There's a concern going on here in Hamilton, as I'm sure there is on every other city here in Ontario, and probably right across the country, about uh, marijuana dispensaries. Now, we've talked with uh, the, the owners of a few of them uh, from time to time here on the program, uh, and they tell us uh, what their, their plight is, that, yeah, it's going to be legalized, and, you know, they're not really supposed to be there, but it's educational, et cetera, et cetera. So you, I wanted you to hear their stories, and you did. But the other side of this is, uh, the, the first and foremost, of course, is these things are not yet legal. I mean, the, we're anticipating it's probably going to be happening sometime this summer, but it hasn't happened yet. And Hamilton Police Services are overwhelmed now trying to shut down some of these operations. And I know city councilors are getting a lot of concern calls from their residents saying, hey, you know what, one of these things just popped up in my neighborhood. And I'm hearing stories that they're not all medical marijuana facilities, that a lot of these are being set up as recreational. But uh, And again, this is trying to like herd cats, I guess, to try to get a hold of them. Uh, Chad Collins uh, is uh, the counselor for Ward 5 out in the east end of the city, uh, also fielding an awful lot of these calls and, uh, and may have a solution for it. He joins us on the Bill Keller Show to talk about this. Good morning, Chad. How are you today? I'm doing well, Bill. These things are, uh, excuse the bad uh, pun here, but they're growing like weeds around the city, aren't they? <laughs> they are. Yes, they are. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think at last count we're close to 50 operations uh, in the city from one neighborhood uh, to the next. Now, now I want to contrast that just so our listeners yeah. understand. When this is finally legalized, what I'm hearing, and I'm sure you have as well, Chad, is the province has suggested that Hamilton might have two or maybe four of these as opposed to the 40 or 50 that may be here now. That's right. The provincial government still formulating their legislation surrounding the operation of their own government stores. For example, they're focusing their attention on radial separation requirements mm-hmm. that take into consideration proximity to sensitive land uses such as schools and daycares and 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 um, you know buildings of that nature. They're slowly opening locations across the province, and uh, as you noted, less than a handful of loca- locations will be located originally in Hamilton once they once they open. And I think their plan is to over the first two or three years then start to open up a, a few more stores here and there. And they'll have strict controls surrounding the composition of the drug, regulations that, um, as I understand it, mirror, um, you know, some of the regulations that they have with cigarettes in terms of, you know, what uh, chemical composition can be included in what they sell. And um, contrast that with the current scenario that we have and we're now dealing with, and and as we said, there's nearly 50 locations and counting across the city. None of these uh, factors have been taken into consideration with the drug dealers and or landlords that are facilitating the illegal sale of drugs out of their buildings. Many of them are a hop, skip, and a jump away from schools and daycares and other sensitive land uses. Many of them are are saturating our neighborhoods, so there's no discussion or uh, opportunity to talk about, you know, how many is too much for a certain area of the city in terms of business districts and or even residential neighborhoods. And, um, and of course, you know, there there's no consideration um, taken into account by these illegal operators uh, about you know how close they are to a school or or anything along those lines. So, in the process, the the, the drug dealers and landlords are essentially thumbing their nose at authorities. Um, they're thumbing their nose at uh, the community, and certainly and, and most importantly, I think they're thumbing the, the, their nose at the laws of the province and the country. Uh, invariably, this is going to have to be something that the province is going to have to deal with. Have you talked to them about this and, and about the plight? And I, as I said at the top, I'm sure you guys aren't alone here. No, we're not alone, and all municipalities in Ontario, especially large, urgent, large urban centres like Hamilton, are, are facing this, this situation. And, um, and the province has been quite clear that uh, through, through the spring and uh, over the last couple of months, they've been contemplating legislation that would 
allow um, would increase the fines to not just those people who are illegally selling the drugs, <clears throat> but excuse me, but to also to landlords as well. Uh, our dilemma is that, I mean, Bill, you've covered all kinds of legislation at uh, the provincial and federal level. Sometimes it takes months, if not years, to get this through mm-hmm. and add into the mix the, um, you know, the pending provincial election. And there's some question in terms of when that legislation would be made available to law enforcement authorities as well as municipalities. Well, you know the sand, but just on that point, though, you know the sand's running out of the hourglass right now. Uh, the writ comes down in about, what, 10 days, something like that? Mm-hmm. And, and there's, right. there'll be no legislation after that. That's right. And so we're, you know, municipalities and, and uh, residents and certainly uh, police services across the province then are left to grapple with this growing situation and and forced to utilize the, the existing laws of the land that would help us address such situation. So the, the the question I raised the other day at committee was whether or not the proceeds of crime legislation that currently exists, and you might recall the sandbar situation mm-hmm. where the Attorney General's office through the province confiscated that property because there was a, um, you know, there was a, uh, there was proof that the owner and operator of that building was uh, benefiting from the proceeds of crime uh, with that property. And so that same legislation still exists today. Uh, since 2003, I think the province has confiscated $50 million worth of property um, under that legislation. And uh, and I think if we you know we look at the current situation across the community, uh, landlords are a part of this problem. They are knowingly opening their doors and renting out spaces to these drug dealers who are selling their products illegally. Um, police have done their best in terms of trying to shut them down, but as you've covered the situation, Bill, as soon as those arrests are made and those charges are laid, um, they're open within a couple of days once they restock their shelves and we're through this cat and mouse game all over again. And and that's costing, you know, our, our rate, local ratepayers and residents of our community a lot of money. It's, you know, we're probably into the hundreds of thousands of dollars just to deal with the enforcement aspect. And, and we're spending a lot of time and resources with Hamilton Police Service staff that should be really allocated to other areas of our city, traffic safety, um, you know, proactive community policing, all those things um, should take precedent over this. And unfortunately, their attention and the resources have been diverted to this growing problem. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. And listen to The Bill Kelly Show weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.